Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Wednesday the 13th of October and as usual with all the information contained in this briefing, it is general advice only so please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this briefing and if you need to you can read the disclaimer here on the PowerPoint slide and if you're listening on a podcast you can head on over to our website marcustoday.com.au and read the disclaimer there and if you're not yet a member of the Marcus Today community we'd love to have you on board and you can sign up there for a free two-week trial and give us a chance to show you how we can improve your investment decisions. All right, well, last night we had a bit of a wishy-washy night in the US market, still waiting for Godot to some extent, or at least waiting for results to drop as we kick off the uh, reporting season with the US banks this week. In the meantime, another muddied session and a little bit of negativity still on inflation fears, supply chain issues, the vaccine issues as well with COVID outbreaks still uh, around the place and uh, still disrupting business. Dow Jones Dow hunt down 118 points or 0.34%, 34378 is the number there. NASDAQ down 20 points or 0.14%, so barely changed, uh, 14,466. And the S&P 500 down 11 points, the middle for diddle again, down 0.24 of a percent, 43.51 there for the S&P 500, but very much waiting for those US bank numbers to start the ball rolling with results season. As a uh, consequence of that, S&P SPY futures closed up 14 points or 0.19%, 72.61. So it'll be interesting to see how we go today after a small loss yesterday, although we did see some bigger losses in a few places. So we'll see how if we bounce, manage to bounce back today. VIX index down 0.8%, nothing really exciting there. 19.84, smack in the middle of the recent range for that volatility index. In terms of commodities last night as well, we had Brent crude uh, down a smidge, 23 cents to 83.42.27 down. WTI though holding above $80 a barrel US, up 12 cents, $80.64.15 up. Gold had a little bit of a, uh, a buyer's bias, up uh, $3.60 or 0.21%, 1759.30. Iron ore though down 6.2%. $8.45. Uh, we did see that fall in iron ore yesterday, which is why our iron ore stocks really didn't get much of a motor on, having had the iron ore price up 9% the previous session. Uh, it was down 6% in trade yesterday in Asia, so that did take a lot of the wind out of the iron ore sales. So wouldn't expect too much on the downside today in some of those iron ore stocks. We had the Aussie dollar pretty unchanged at 73.50 in Excuse me. In other commodities, we had copper down 1.2%, nickel down 0.6%, aluminium up 0.4%, zinc up 0.7%, lead down 1.2%, tin up 0.2%, and coal doing well again yesterday, up 5.8%. Uranium still a little bit on the nose, down at $41 a pound there. As far as other commodities go, in the stocks at least, we had Freeport McMoran falling 1.8%, Alcoa up just over 1%, TechCorp down 3.1%, Anglo 1.4% to the negative, Glencore up 1.1%, and Vale down 04 percent 
in the overseas markets. Um, here you've got the S&P 500, and you can see a bit of a wishy-washy kind of can't-make-up-its-mind convictionless day ahead of those results. Did have a bit of a drop at the close and then rebounded quite quickly, so going nowhere at the moment. The uh, S&P 500 is down uh, 4% from its all-time high, and the Dow is only off 3% from its all-time high. So although traders are obviously somewhat cautious, we don't seem to see them being very nervous at the moment and willing to sell the market down aggressively. Major stories last night. The stocks dropped before earnings amid inflation worries. We have seen those worries around the world. And the IMF has trimmed the view on growth rebound as dangerous divergence seen. And copper slides as traders weigh inflation risk against growth. And the White House stands by calls for OPEC Plus to do more on oil prices. Of course it does. Physical coal prices in China surge on shortages. We've got some serious floods going on Shangxi at the moment, uh, which has uh, really disrupted coal mining there. And the EU starts to cut gas demand amid soaring prices. US COVID cases have dropped 22%, raising hopes worse may be over. Having said that, in the UK, there were 38,000 cases the other day and 181 people died. So it's certainly not over across the globe, that's for sure. <coughs> Bitcoin back in sight of its all-time high and the energy crisis reignites Euro EU divisions over nuclear power and Apple has slashed its iPhone production goals due to the chip crunch. Now looking at around 10 million less iPhones uh, in next year. What's on today? We've got consumer confidence for October. We've got New Zealand October business confidence. And China trade for September. And Japan August machinery orders. BHP up 0.1 of a percent in the US trade. And Rio down 0.7. Tesla up 1.7%. Apple down 0.9% in normal trade and down after the market after that announcement on pulling back its production targets for its iPhones uh, down around 1.5-2% there. Facebook down half a percent. Alphabet down 1.5% and it's hip to be square up 2.2%. 10-year yields in the US 1.57 but in Australia we have sprinted Away at 1.72%, with Germany still negative, but only 0.09% now. So there's been a big rally in bond yields in Germany, and there's been a big rally in Australia as well. Not so much in the US, which is somewhat weird given the state of the Australian economy, but maybe some of that is to do with the reopening trade that we're seeing as New South Wales comes out of those 107 days of restrictions and Victoria heading along the same path. In Europe, the stock 600 is nearly flat on the month in percentage terms. It lost 3.4% in September. It's up 14% so far in 2021. And the IMF has downgraded Australian economic growth from 5.3% in 2021 to 3.5%. That's the biggest global downgrade of any country. And the New South Wales is pushing hot air with $3 billion in incentives to go green with a big push into green hydrogen. Not sure why it's taken so long if it's so good, but we'll see how that one pans out. Dalian Coking Coal jumps 7.1% to a fresh contract high. And the Chinese coal sub-index, though, yesterday fell 2.2%. Star Entertainment troubles continue with the Queensland Police now launching a probe into Star. 
course, many allegations in the Fairfax Press and on Channel 9 around uh, Star and their Sydney operations in terms of money laundering and uh, other nefarious activities. Challenger. Uh, been out of the spotlight for a little while. CGF. Alan Gray is a fund manager. They're set to defend the company against predators, given its sorry share price. There's two US companies, Apollo Global and Athenine. Athene have an 18% stake in Challenger. And in a survey, 75% of 18 to 34-year-olds want their super invested in ETFs. Haven't they done a great job in selling themselves? ETFs, very much the name of the game for the younger generation. And Charlie Munger, this is the big story. Charlie Munger, who is 98 years old, will headline the Sown Hearts and Mind Investor Conference in 2021. It is October, but he's still going to be there for the December Sown Hearts and Minds Conference. And only one Australian fund manager, I think, is making the uh, the grade there in terms of invites. And Autopack. A car dealership is providing fund managers with more detail ahead of an IPO. It's a regional dealership network. And VGI, which is an LIC, which trades at a big discount, has now called in M.A. Molis for advice on why it trades at a big discount. I will tell you exactly why it trades at a big discount. Lack of transparency and lack of communication with shareholders and no fully franked dividend policy, unlike the likes of Wham and others. And Morgan Stanley favours uranium and lithium in a year-end run. And JP Morgan says energy stocks, or some of them at least that it looks at, are undervalued. Question of the day today, I guess it goes on from that survey from uh, one of the uh, platforms that many people, young people especially, use for ETF trading. Would you like to see more on ETFs in the newsletter? We had a, a guest spot this week from Andrew Wyland, my friend from DP Wealth up in Toowoomba, who I do a Wednesday show with on The Call with Koshi, and he talks about ETFs quite a lot. And I got him to write an article the other day on the ETF to rule them all, which has been in the newsletter on, well, it was yesterday. So would you like to see more on ETFs in the newsletter, or is it just something that uh, is you're happy to let go or let other people cover? That's it for me today. You can head on over to the Facebook discussion group. Love to have your company over there. It's a great group. Three and a half thousand members. Members helping members is our motto. We've got Ask the Analyst on Friday at 5 p.m. And you can register for that webinar on our website or on the link in the Facebook group if you're not looking on our newsletter website. And if you are not yet a member of the Marcus Today community, we'd love to have you on board. So if you want to sign up for a two-week free trial, head on over to marcustoday.com.au and you can sign up for that 14-day free trial and see how we can help you on your investment journey. That's it for me today. Have a great day. Waiting for those US results. (laughs) 